Welcome to Snuggle, Cozy Stories for Kids. This episode is called Up the Beanstalk. Hey friend, my name is Tom, and I'm so glad you're here for story time. In this episode, I'll be reading my own rendition of a classic fairy tale, Jack and the Beanstalk. Maybe you know the story, but my version is a little different. The way I tell it, Jack makes a wish on a shooting star and discovers a beanstalk leading to a castle in the clouds. All kinds of wonderful things can happen when you wish on a shooting star, as we'll see in this story. So, Let's take a deep breath together to get our imaginations ready. Breathe in nice and fully. And breathe back out. Perfect. Now, imagine looking up at the night sky. See the moon and the stars twinkling way up high. Then, one star shoots across the darkness in an arc. This is where our story begins. Jack sighed and watched his warm breath turn to white mist before him. It clouded his vision for a moment, and he stood there watching it fade away into the air. High above him, the moon shone brightly, illuminating the world below. Like a large gleaming ball of magic, his mother would say. He smiled as he heard her words in his mind. The world above was decorated with the brilliant, twinkling lights of a thousand stars. Something that beautiful had to be magic, he thought to himself. In that moment, Sitting on a stool in front of his house, Jack felt as though he were alone in the universe. It wasn't a lonely feeling though, because he felt a kinship with the moon and stars. Instead, it was a break from the hectic nature of the day, a nice moment of calm. The world around him was silent, apart from the gentle chirping of the evening crickets that echoed in the grass. As he stared up at the dark backdrop, completely irradiated by the twinkling lights, he noticed a star that looked as though it had fallen from its place in the sky. A shooting star, 
he gasped. The last time Jack had seen one, he had been very little, and he and his mother had been having a midnight picnic. They would spend evenings like this one, staring up at the sky, after milking the cows and working in the garden. When they were lucky enough to spot a shooting star, they both made their wishes and went to bed, hoping it would come true while they slept. Quickly, he shut his eyes tight, but he couldn't focus on just one wish. His mind was whirling with the possibilities. So, before he opened his eyes, he concentrated on his number one desire, the one that he wanted more than anything else in the world, more than a feast of all his favorite foods and a bed of clouds, or a year of just summer and no winter. He wished for joy to fill the hearts of both himself and his mother. After making his silent wish, he noticed a chill in his fingers and toes. It was time to go back inside, warm up and get ready for bed. The house that Jack and his mother lived in was very old and not in the best shape. The roof sometimes leaked, and the outside could use a fresh coat of paint. It was also quite compact. The stairs that led to his little room in the attic creaked with every one of his gentle footsteps, and he hesitated not wanting to wake his sleeping mother. When he was sure he could hear peaceful breaths coming from her room, he continued up to the very top of the house. His curtains were open, and the moon shone brightly in his room. It illuminated his bed, like a beacon calling him to rest. He barely had time to take off his shoes and get into his pajamas before he fell into bed and surrendered to the promise of sweet dreams. The next morning, Jack awoke before his mother So, he decided he'd collect some eggs and then make her a special breakfast. Their old chicken didn't lay eggs often, so Jack hoped, as he pulled on his shoes, that she had a treat for him that morning. Outside, the world had come alive 
the quiet nighttime universe had disappeared. And now there were birds singing their morning songs. Horses could be heard trotting along the path not too far from his house, with humans sitting atop them going about their daily business. The world bustled with activity and danced with colour too. These early spring days sparkled with a vibrance Jack had missed. Sunlight brightened the garden. It showed off the promise of budding flowers blooming within the green grass that, just a month ago, had been covered in a blanket of snow. Pausing for a moment, Jack took a deep breath. He looked around with wide eyes, drinking in the change. The morning air nipped at his cheeks and nose and turned them red. Although it was spring and the sun had begun to warm his small corner of the earth, the air was still crisp, as though winter hadn't yet finished packing its bags. Revitalized by the fresh morning, Jack walked over to the chicken coop with a happy bounce in his step. Today would be better than yesterday, he promised himself. He had begun to plan out his list of chores when something strange caught his eye. There, rooted deeply in the ground, where he had made his wish on a falling star last night, was a plant. But it wasn't any ordinary plant. It was a beanstalk, magnificently tall and strong. Four vines, which seemed to be three times as wide as Jack, shot up from the ground and wound around each other, giving them the appearance of a thick rope. The vines stretched high up into the sky, higher than the top of Jack's house, higher than the tallest tree he had ever seen. So high, their tops disappeared into the puffy white clouds above. The clouds themselves looked magical, too, like melting snow that would fall apart in your fingers if you touched it. Jack froze where he stood. This must have happened because of his wish. This magical beanstalk was the answer to everything. He felt its pull tugging at his heart. 
whatever lay beyond the clouds was calling to him. Like a magnet, Jack was drawn to the beanstalk. All thoughts of collecting eggs for breakfast were quickly forgotten. He reached out a hand and touched the surface of the vine. It was smooth and sleek and reminded him of the expensive silk his mother had always dreamed of wearing. Little offshoots sprouted from the twisted stalks and formed a perfect ladder. Jack's nimble feet easily reached from one rung to the next. This couldn't just be a happy coincidence, he thought. This beanstalk was made for him. With a renewed sense of hope, Jack began to climb. All around him, the air was filled with the earthy aroma of ripe tomatoes, cucumbers, and bean sprouts. Jack found himself breathing in the tantalizing scent. He closed his eyes and inhaled deeply, his stomach growling in recognition of the delicious smells. He wondered if he could take a bite out of it. Hesitantly, he opened his mouth and took a tiny nibble out of one of the thick vines. It felt like biting an apple and the crunch echoed in his ears. The flavor wasn't anything like an apple, however. It tasted exactly like the color green. As Jack climbed, he noticed that his surroundings were changing. The air grew thick and heavy and tasted like summer. Warmth clung to him as though the sun was radiating its brilliant beams directly onto his skin. He couldn't see the sun though, just a mist that swirled around him. The only things that were visible were the beanstalk and his own hands. He stopped to get his bearings. Clinging to the vine, he rested his foot in a little nook. Beads of sweat decorated his forehead and with a tired hand, he wiped them off of his face. What he really wanted was a cold glass of water. Just then, a voice boomed down to him from above. Hey, you there, the voice said causing the beanstalk to tremble slightly from the loud vibrations. 
Are you okay? Jack stood still, frozen against the stalk. Then, with a timid voice that sounded like a whisper in comparison, Jack called back a little, Hello? Within moments, a large hand swooped down to meet him. The hand was huge, bigger than a horse and carriage. Jack stared at it. Hop on, the voice boomed. Jack paused for a moment, and then, finding his courage, he leapt into the palm. Gently, it carried him up, up the beanstalk and past the great big leaves that hung near the top. For the first time since he had begun to climb, Jack allowed himself to look down. He saw nothing. The world below him had completely disappeared beneath a curtain of mist. It was just Jack, the beanstalk, and the very large hand. Here in this strange new world, his mind drifted to his mother. He imagined her still tucked up in bed, and he hoped that she was comfortable. Finally, the hand stopped moving. It placed Jack down on solid ground. Looking up, he found himself standing before the largest man he had ever seen in his life. You're a giant, Jack whispered. He had heard tales of them before, when he was much younger, about how humans and giants had once lived peacefully together on the ground. But one day, the giants started to grow taller and taller, and soon they were so big they accidentally stepped on things they shouldn't have. Everything had become too small for them, so they gathered up their things and moved to a faraway land. No one knew exactly where they went, just that the humans had a lot of cleaning up to do once they were gone. Now, Jack saw the stories were true. Giants did exist, and were very large indeed. Hello, the giant bellowed giving Jack a friendly smile. 
the power of his voice made Jack fall backwards onto a pile of straw. Oh, I'm sorry, said the giant, dropping his voice to a whisper. I haven't been around a human in so long. His large green eyes peered down at Jack, the way Jack might look at a cricket he had caught in his garden, curious and intrigued. The pair stared at each other for a long while, before the giant whispered once more. How did you find the beanstalk? he asked. Jack shrugged. I made a wish on a shooting star, he said. Behind the giant stood an enormous white castle. It looked old and not very well kept. Tall green vines climbed up it and curled around the stones that jutted out. It had the potential to be quite a charming home, Jack thought, but it was far too messy at the moment. Surrounding the castle were clumps of weeds. Some of them were taller than Jack, and he was sure that if he were to go wandering around them, he would get lost. Still, Beautiful roses sprouted from within the tangle, and sunflowers bloomed brightly near the stone walls. Where am I? Jack asked, turning his gaze back to the giant. The giant glanced around the wild garden. We're outside my house, he said. I was going for a walk when I noticed this. He gestured to the tip of the beanstalk that poked out from a gaping hole in the ground. Then I saw the top of your little head. The giant gave Jack a toothy grin, and Jack smiled. Even though the giant was very large, Jack felt at ease with him. He seemed quite friendly. He knew how strange this was, that a whole world should exist in the clouds above his home. But for some reason, Jack was completely comfortable. He was calm and excited at the same time, but not even the tiniest bit afraid. Jack told the giant his name. The giant crouched down and returned the courtesy, introducing himself as Blunderbore. Even sitting on the ground, Blunderbore was still much taller than Jack, 
who had to scooch backwards in order to see him properly, and not just parts of his hands and feet. Blunderbore offered Jack a sip of water, which he had to drink out of a single rose petal, as the giant had no glasses small enough for Jack to lift. Jack thanked him for his kindness, and asked if there was anything he could do to return the favour. The giant thought on this for a moment, and then spoke. I've been trying to take care of my garden, but it hasn't been easy by myself, Blunderbore said and now I've gone and lost my favourite pet. Blunderbore had a very special goose who'd run off into the weeds this morning. The giant's eyes began to fill with large tears. Jack could only imagine what giant tears would do to the ground around him. Perhaps they would flood the entire garden, he thought. Jack jumped up. I'll help you find your goose, he said. I've always been good at finding things back home. And before Blunderbore could say a word, Jack disappeared into a dense cluster of weeds. As Jack walked, he felt as though he were lost in the middle of the deep, dark woods. Except, instead of being surrounded by large, lumbering trees, he was swimming through tickly grass and flowers tall enough to reach the bottom of his nose. Jack pushed away the head of an enormous daisy, whose big white petals completely obscured his view. His feet squelched in the mud, and he assumed that the giant had been crying before, as he was sure it hadn't rained today. The sky above was sunny and clear, Everything around him was green. Tall, thin, sinewy weeds of green. The world smelled green too, like moss and spring grass. He felt as though the earth had swallowed him up, and now he was part of the elements. He was just like a blade of grass, but with legs and hands. Now that Jack was in the middle of the weeds, he wasn't sure where to go. He closed his eyes and took a deep breath. Then he heard his mother's words of advice in his head. When in doubt, listen to the wind 
she always told him. So, that's what he did. With his eyes still closed, Jack reached out his hand and allowed the weeds to brush the tips of his palms. They tickled him softly as though welcoming him to their little world. He felt the direction they swayed. Smiling, he started to walk. He wasn't sure exactly where he was heading, but his heart seemed to know the way. It felt like when he'd climbed the beanstalk, he just hoped he was right again. As Jack walked with his eyes closed, the grass seemed eager to embrace him. On either side, the blades bent around his body. Overgrown flowers gave him shade when the sun got a little too bright. From time to time, he was dusted with the yellow pollen nestled in the center of the flowers. It made him smile and wrinkle his nose. He always sneezed when this happened, but he enjoyed the sweet aroma they gave off. It reminded him of his mother and the flowers she loved to grow in her garden. Little leaves that sprouted from their stems brushed against his knees, and he had to gently push them out of the way as he walked. All of a sudden, something big blocked Jack's path. Oof, he gasped, opening his eyes. There, in the middle of the grass, was what looked to be a huge golden egg. Jack bent down and touched the shell with his fingertip, as if expecting something to pop out of it. It was far smoother than the eggs laid by his old hen back home. It shined when the sunlight hit it. Something told Jack that whatever had laid this golden egg must be close by. Sure enough, when Jack looked up, he saw a narrow path stamped out ahead. The grass had been squashed down to the ground by something with wide, flat feet. Excited, Jack took off running, eager to find the animal that had laid such a beautiful egg. It wasn't long before Jack spotted her. She stood roughly the same height as him. Her thin, white neck 
reminded him of the ostrich he had seen once at a fair. She had big brown eyes and a long orange beak that she used to peck at the ground, searching for a snack. Hesitantly, Jack approached her. He held his arms out and spoke to her softly, but she wasn't afraid of him. This goose was very friendly. She had been raised to be as kind as the giant she belonged to, and when she saw Jack, she waddled over and rested her head on his shoulder. He stroked the feathers on her neck. She was the softest thing he had ever felt in his life. The time had come for Jack to figure out how to get the goose back to Blunderbore. As though she had read his mind, the goose ducked her head, inviting him to climb on her back. Jack swung his leg over her neck, sliding down to a comfortable spot on her back as she stood upright. And they were off. Waddling from side to side, she followed the same path Jack had taken when he came to find her. After a short while, they reached the giant, who was standing by his roses. When they appeared through the weeds, he smiled happily and scooped Jack and the goose into his arms. I don't know how to thank you, Blunderbore said. Jack hesitated. His mind had drifted away from the beanstalk and was back down on the ground with his mother in their old, old home. He told the giant about the old house and the old chicken that laid very few eggs. Perhaps he could take home an egg from the goose he asked. That would be more than enough. But before Jack could finish his question, the giant clapped his hands. You must come and live with me, he said. It's been so lonely here by myself. At first, The idea sent Jack's mind reeling. Live with a giant in a world where daisies were the same height as him. But then Jack thought about it. He thought about his mother and he looked around. She would love this garden they'd always have a strong roof over their heads 
and plenty of eggs for breakfast. Blunderbore made a promise to Jack that he and his mother would never be hungry or cold again. They would sleep on the softest beds and could grow whatever they wanted in the garden. And the giant would always have someone to talk to. So, that's what Jack and his mother did. And they all lived happily ever after, up the beanstalk, where Jack's wish upon a shooting star came true.